what's good my good people what's good what's good what's good what's good what's good what's good what's a good you already know what it is real talk radio with your host g out here doing the dumb things that need to be done and we're back we're back we're back we're back we're back we're back for yet another episode of relationship rehab friday and today guys I had the honor of hosting my first ever listeners engagement. I won't lie, it was quite an interesting experience uh, engaging with, you know, the good people who just, you know, tune in to the Real Talk. That is Real Talk Radio with your host G. And yeah, I know it was just a, you know, interesting round the table discussion. Um, I had two guests, Nombilo and Wandile, and they just came on to, you know, share a bit of their perspectives, ask a few questions, seek clarity on the analogy that was presented by Libo through the lock and the key. And we just kind of expand and delve deeper into some of the, you know, concepts that were presented. Unfortunately, Nombilo does disappear out on us at some point due to connection issues. Uh, but you know the boys have a good run at it back and forth Livo and Wendy were just out here you know really just you know getting into the topic they really were and that's why this podcast episode is two hours so I would highly advise highly recommend that you listen to it in parts because they do have some interesting you know points that they go back and forth about so yeah definitely tune in guys and you know do the damn things that need to be done i hope you enjoy and for future episodes please definitely hit me up and be like yo g you know what i got a few things to say so you know get me on and i'll get you on but all in all hope you guys enjoy and hope you guys stay tuned as we have this listeners engagement of the lock and the key Okay, so welcome everyone and welcome to the first ever listeners engagement on Real Talk Radio with your host G. Thank you all for joining me on today's episode. So may I please just have a brief introduction and a background of our two special listeners and guests on today's episode. Nombilo, let's start with you. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Anubilo. Um, I am a student at the University of Guadalajara. I'm doing a Bachelor of Commerce in Business Management and I'm 21 years old. Um, there's not really much that I can say about myself, so I guess that's just like the gist of it. So yeah. Okay, no, sweet, sweet, sweet. Thank you for that beautiful and sweet introduction. Wendele, how about yourself? Um, hey, everyone. Um, I am Wendele NPC. I'm, I'm a fourth year LLB student at the University of KZN, and I am a close friend of G. And yeah, that's all I can say about myself at this point. Thank you for that, baby daddy. <laughs> and then obviously Leroy you're back on the scene do you have any few words before we give the floor to Nompilo and Wandile you already know who it is you already know what time it is 
<laughs> okay, so the famous, the famous introduction. Okay, no, thank you, thank you. Uh, so obviously, guys, we're here to discuss the lock and the key as presented by Libo. Obviously, there was a part one, part two, and yeah. Uh, one delay. Let's start with you. Uh, can you just share a few of your views and perspectives, and just your general thoughts on what was shared? Oh, absolutely. Um. Well, first off, I would like to thank uh, UG for having me, and also I'd like to thank Libo for providing such an insightful um podcast with um a different take or a different perspective on what um, relationships and getting into relationships is. I thought that was very insightful and it was well-spoken and um, everything was um, spot on. Um, I, I, I really appreciated the, the concept of lock and key of how you must protect yourself uh, as an individual and that is lock and the analogy that was used saying that um you have a, a bank would buy a, an expensive lock to protect what is valuable within the bank so you have to like create that value within yourself as an individual and then once you create that self value um then you have something worth protecting you know and it also links back to a sense of self respect a sense of self love and i guess those are the characteristics which build a strong lock and yeah, and it, the, the opposite also goes uh, is also understandable if, if you're not worried like if, if, if you don't have self-worth or any self-respect for example you are the as as he puts it the scrapyard you have uh, a weaker lock and it's easier for people to just break in and do as they please with you with you and it was it was quite an extensive um, analogy and it made a lot of sense. However, there were a few points or questions that I'd like to pose uh, to Lebo if, if he doesn't mind. Um, well, the first one is um, you stated that this is a book that you're constantly writing with the views and perspectives of um, people that you've collected. Um, where does one find this book and when did you start uh, writing and is it constantly evolving with your changing views, or is it a finalized idea? Um, okay, now thank you for the question. It's a very good question. So I started the book in, I think it was 2016. So the year 2016, I was doing my matric year. And it didn't actually start as a book. I just felt like um, a lot of people would ask me for advice. And I, I didn't find why people asked me for advice because at the time, um, I wasn't the most, um, how can I put it? I don't think there's a word for it, but I wasn't one of those lovey-dovey, strong relationship, holding hands type of person. But I, I just feel like people valued uh, the way I, I looked at problems and tried to present uh, solutions. So in the year 2016, uh, the first sentence was 2017 um, in Maritzburg, so my first year. And I just said, I'm just going to put this um, down. Uh, the book is not complete yet. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm constantly working on it. 
And the reason as to why I, I didn't want to rush it was because it seems as if every year the theory or the concepts just keeps growing and growing as more people reach out and sort of ask me more questions and I sort of have to think about like how we're doing now. How do I answer this? How how do I look at that? And I just go back and I add more chapters and I sort of explain better. So I think the book has been evolving. But at some point, I, I, I do feel like I'm just going to set a time to say, okay, this is it. What I've done this far is what I'm going to release. And I can always may, maybe work on a sequel after to add any information that I, I forgot about. Mm, absolutely. That, that makes complete sense. And um, I really appreciate that it's constantly evolving. With, so it's like a book that is growing with you, in a sense. And it's yeah. evolving with your learned experiences. And I guess that's what yeah. uh, I really appreciate because it's some, somewhat personal, you know? Um, yeah. The, the next question, I'm not sure if Numbila would like to um, intervene before I continue on my ramble, which I normally do. Um, but do you have any input or like anyone else have any other input? I'll just insert myself and, you know, and just say that um, like Wandile has said, just a piggyback of what he said, I think the analogy was just like brilliant and so well delivered. And I, I, I would say that I agree wholeheartedly with a lot of the things that he said. However, just to like insert my opinion, I feel like, you know, it just, it puts a lot of importance in relationships. I realized that, you know, as a generation, we are we fail in relationships and because of like the age of social media and all the pressure um they're in, like the relationship goals and the couple goals that we see displayed on social media, um, we we find ourselves wanting to emulate that without realizing that we're just broke. Mm. we are broken yeah, people and we are trying to you know emulate like an incomplete image and a false image also and i yeah. think you know this this analogy is just like a perfect kind of description of you know how we operate as people and how we operate within relationships and yeah that's all i'm gonna say for now yeah just to answer on that i totally agree with you and um, actually in the book, in the beginning, I do speak about that, sort of the pressure that we now have to emulate, especially all those things we see on uh, television and social media platforms. And yeah, just, just the, another reason that I wrote this book is that um, it sort of just hit me. I had this, this moment where I'm like, everything we do and everything we have we're going to leave behind. Most things we're going to leave behind. The, the, one of the most important things that we have on earth right now is the relationships that we build with people. They don't have to be always intimate relationships. It can be friendships. It can be a lot of things. Because if you think about it, without these relationships, one would have to assume that you wouldn't be able to create you know, healthy families and good human beings to carry on living on, on earth. And now, if we're failing at that, I mean, what is there left to life? I mean, the money you'll leave behind, the houses, the cars, but how you made people feel, they'll never forget that. Absolutely.
Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so, so we basically a broken nation with false expectations of the perfect relation. I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as say we broken. I think in the last podcast I said we are good people hurting good people, and the reason why I said that is because um, you can't really blame someone for hurting you if they don't know, and you you don't know if someone doesn't make you aware that you're hurting them, and if you don't actually keep your eyes open, you know. And look out for the signs that maybe this person is in distress, you know? And mm-hmm. I think the whole thing, just I keep repeating it. There's no formula to this. Mm-hmm. My book is not a how to be in a relationship. It just shows people perspective. But if I don't single out things, then people won't find it helpful. That's why I single out specific things. But relationships are circumstantial. You could have a completely different experience to what I've seen. And you could be right in your own capacity, you know? I just felt like if people are aware that some of these things take place in this manner, maybe they can be aware of some of the things that happen in their life. Mm, true. You know, it, it, it makes sense. Um, question about, like, how did you stumble on this analogy specifically? Because, um, and and... By, by giving it, oh, well, well, maybe you can start off by answering the first question. How did you stumble on the analogy of a lock mm. and key? The lock what was and the, the key. thought process behind that? Uh, funny enough, um, <laughs> so I used to drive to the library every day. And mm-hmm. one day I accidentally locked my key inside the car because you can actually manual lock these old cars and I, I sat there thinking of how to obviously get the key you know and luckily mm-hmm. for me i had a sticky where i lived on the way walking there now you have to understand it's late at night i'm walking to go get the key and i'm thinking mm. I, i'm thinking i was just happy that the car was locked and that it was safe because if I can't get into it, then obviously someone else can't get into it. And I really valued this car. And I had been having a conversation that whole day about, you know, re- relationships in the 21st century, you know. And I'm thinking, what, what is it, you know, about these relationships that's not actually sitting quite well? What's wrong? What are we doing wrong? And in that, with trying to solve the problem of I locked my key in the car, then it, it, it came to me that people have to allow you into their life, right? And you have to show the intent that you want to enter their life. And you must allow them into your life. So now I'm taking, trying to solve the problem of I needed a key to get inside the car, Right? And I wasn't going to be able to get inside the car without getting the spare key from my place. The walk to my place was the effort that I needed to put in to get that key. And it just sort of clicked. Relationships, effort, keys, locks. And then everything just started, as I I was presenting like the analogy to people, it started off as very simple. And the more I spoke to people, the more it just started, like you're saying, falling into place. Like I stumbled 
on these analogies as we go. Like mm. again, I kid you not, last week another analogy just hit me midday. I'm just enjoying my day and then boom, I'm like, geez. And it came because someone responded um to the podcast and specifically uh was speaking about the whole the bank lock. And hopefully one of the questions will sort of uh lead me to that explanation. But we'll just see as as we go on. Mm. Yeah. Um sounds like you, you have quite the busy mind there that's constantly working and thinking of these analogies. Right. Um, quite the philosopher. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I hope you do share that analogy that you came up with. Um, even if we don't ask the question, yeah. maybe at the end of the podcast you can help enlighten us. Yeah, no who are in the dark. I just I just think this one is is uh yeah, it, it got me. I was actually shaking. I, I think the one thing that I'd like to share with people is that they ask, do you just sit there? Do you tell yourself that you're going to go write a chapter in the book? And I, and I honestly tell them, no, I'll be having a conversation with people. I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm weird. I'm a weird person now because we'd be talking and then you see me quickly fiddle um, with my phone. And next thing you see like my, my, my tape recorder. And you, you think, this guy, how egotistical can you get you recording yourself? I'm like, no, because these things come <laughs> at the weirdest moments. And if I Absolutely. don't record them or write them down immediately, I completely forget them. Yeah, I so, get that a lot. <laughs> and yeah, I'd be, talking, I'd be talking to someone like I have a really a good friend of mine that is really helping me because we always have the greatest conversations. And they'll be hyping me. So I'll be saying these analogies. And they're busy just going, Libo, shut up, shut up. So I'm getting hyped. I'm also trying to, you know, get, <laughs> uh, give them some yeah. uh, good information. And before you know it, I've said so many things that I can't even recall some of them. So I record it now and I sit back maybe later when everything is a bit quiet and I play it back and I sort of extrapolate the information, the most important parts, and I structure it formally so it's, it's applicable to the book. So it's been it's been just quite the experience because I won't, I won't write for like three weeks and then this one day I'll get like three chapters at once. So. Mm, mm. Sounds sounds like a very interesting process you got there. And and it's, it's a wise decision to record your thoughts because again, it can slip one's mind at a later stage. Um, The, 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 the next question that I'd like to pose to you is, um, since you stated that humans are complex and the relationships are complex and they are very different and experiences are different, the, the idea, the analogy of the lock and key is, is quite, I, I, I would go to the lens of saying a controversial one, given that locks and keys are very structured devices and they are designed for a specific function. And won't that be putting it like by giving by using that analogy aren't you putting relationships in a box isn't it kind of a more rigid approach yeah no i think? think i think one I, I really appreciate your questions it shows like you you've really thought put some thoughts into this and i really appreciate it um the one thing i'll tell you about this is that the lock and key analogy personally from my view it it's a broad um, it's a broad 
sort of analogy, and, I, and I, these are the reasons why. Um, everyone hurts. Everyone bleeds. Everyone feels pain, right? So that's a fact. So if that's the case, one should protect themselves. It's a natural instinct. Like, if you put your hand on, on a hot stove, the, the mind, you won't have to think about it. The body will protect itself, right? And, and then the other is that we seek um, social integration with others. If you don't want to be... I know there's those people that feel more comfortable alone, but studies have shown that humans are generally social beings. And I'll tell mm. you this, and this is a very powerful point. How did you become a young adult if it wasn't because of other people? You're not just born in the world and you're left in a corner and you just sort of grow up. We need other people. That's why I, I keep saying that it goes beyond just intimate relationships or relationships with um, your partners or like romantic relationships, even relationships at home, you know, those even with family members, you still need the lock and the key. They still applicable because you still need to protect yourself because I can make an example of relatives that will take advantage of you you know, mm. um, to sort of serve their means. So what protective measures have you put to make sure that it, you, you are still, they're still behaving within the, the, the regulations of being a relative, you know? Mm. So, and the reason why I specifically chose locks and keys is because they are everywhere. And I sort of made an analogy that people will sort of feel close to. I mean, if you're living in South Africa, you have heard of experienced a situation where your place, your car, your property, something of yours has been stolen or broken into or damaged to some sort. So once I, I talk about locks and keys and protecting, I mean, I've had friends who've come over from overseas, from England, and they look at our houses with our burglar guards and security systems. And they literally say we live in prisons because we <laughs> lock ourselves in these buildings, right? They don't even have burglar guards, you know, but we live in That's a society nice. that just, yeah. Con con uh, it always reminds us that we need to protect what's ours. And I feel like people, when they're going into these uh, relationships or they're trying to go into relationships, they forget that you, you can learn something from South Africa. You can be open but conservative, you know? So when it's, hard to, when it's hard at home, we open the door but keep the burglar guard locked, you know? So the, mm. the fresh air that we need is coming in, but the mm. security is still there, you know? Um, it's like that chain, you know that chain, that short chain that they have at doors when someone is knocking? And you open yeah, yeah. just enough so you see who's outside. I'm literally mm -hmm. telling people to do that. Open the door a bit, look, analyze, introspect. If it's a welcome guest, open the door. If not, the chain is just there to make sure that if anything goes wrong. You know, uh, as, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm starting to think of things. You know, it's, I, I understand that it's, 
it's uh, you, you highlighting the aspect that people should protect themselves. Um, right. But you, it, it also sounds as if you're advocating for people to build walls, mm-hmm. uh, you know? Uh, and, and it could, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. As, sort of, as I'm talking, I'm like, okay, I, I can hear how people say, could think that I'm saying build walls. I think in mm. the previous po- podcast, um, what I was alluding to is that we are so focused and fixated on the partner, we forget to look at ourselves. Right. Mm. That's, why, that's why I speak about broken houses, protect your key, develop yourself. We, we like to say, but my partner this, my partner can't do that. What, are you perfect? You see? So when I'm saying protecting yourself, Sometimes protecting yourself doesn't mean literally putting up walls. It just check yourself. Do you have any issues that might lead the relationship not to work? Yeah. Have you developed your criteria? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember listening to the podcast and you said something along the lines of um, we should be kind of like like filled with self-love and make mm. sure that we enter a relationship, you know, fine with ourselves and happy within ourselves. And yes. Like, you know, at yes. the best kind of version of ourselves. And I realized, you know, from past experiences and, you know, that when we enter a relationship and we are like insecure and just not satisfied with our being, yes. it jeopardizes the relationship tremendously to a point where even if you have the best partner in the world like they're supportive emotionally intelligent and you know they're present you just can't get yourself to open up because of that insecurity and that doubt and just and it weighs everything down that you end up you know hurting the other person inadvertently without even meaning to do because you have like that you have that space within you that is just it's like unfilled and that's not to say that you know you need to you know be a perfect human being because that's unattainable yeah no one is perfect yeah and especially no relationship is perfect so we we tend not to look at ourselves as individuals and we just kind of form this image of ourselves as like the perfect like kind of like we have no faults and I realize, Uti, that's the yeah. fault that a lot of us have. We tend not to just like self-reflect and just look at ourselves and like self-analyze and see, you know, how are yeah. we can I, toxic? Yeah. Maybe we're toxic. Can I just toxic. jump in there? Yeah, sure. Can I just jump in before I forget this point? You've just raised one of the things that I have the biggest arguments with people. So this is what I advocate for. I tell people, don't look for perfection. Look for someone who's in a good space with great potential. Mm. And I'll explain why. If you and I are going to go into a relationship and I already think that I'm perfect, there's no room for me. There's no room for you in my life to grow together Mm. because I already think I'm perfect. I'll never see a problem in what I'm doing. It'll always be your fault, you know? Because the thing about perfection is that you're basically saying that this is the perfect version, you know? And I, I specifically chose 
my words in the previous podcast, I didn't say the perfect version. I said the best version of yourself at that time. You'll always be continuously developing yourself, mm. you know? So when I say uh, introspect and develop yourself, I'm not saying that you have to be 100%, like no insecurities, no. We're humans. We're, mm. not, we're not born to be perfect. We're born to be human. So there are those uh, little things that you're going to be working on, but you can't drag a boatload of issues into a relationship there must be things that you have already worked on that will need just you and then when you're within a relationship it's more of the things that are going to be affecting the both of you that's the one point the the other point that um you are obviously making uh about just developing yourself and i said it in the previous podcast is that it comes from um a question so a friend of mine listens to the podcast and they come back to me. They're like, no, Libo, but you can be good and people will still cheat on you. Like, how do you avoid people cheating? And, I, and my answer is very simple. You can't. You can't. Just choose. You can't. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, you can't. You can't stop. You can't control what other people do. Right. You can have the most intricate lock. You can have, yo, if someone wants to cheat on you, they will cheat on you. You, you can't control that. That's why I'm saying control the factors that you can control. And the biggest factor is you. Yeah. You know, they, they, there's nothing that is more... Not, I wouldn't say pleasing. Maybe pleasing the, is the wrong word. But gives your soul, makes it, keeps your soul calm when something doesn't work. But you say, I gave it my all. I literally gave it my all. I, I, I was willing to you know, compromise where I was willing to compromise. I tried my best and it just didn't work out. Yeah. But then you, something happens and the relationship doesn't work out and you'll never, some people will never blame themselves. But if you know there's skeletons in your closet, so when you know there were things that you were not doing or you yourself cheated here or there, you know, can you really then just blame Muguti? No, it was the other person. I was innocent because I never got caught or yeah. anything. And to to add on to that, so w- with that kind of mentality and that, you know, assurance in yourself and like your your position as a partner, it, it, it adds so much value to you and walking out of a way of a relationship, knowing that, you know what, I gave it my best. Um, I gave my all to this person. Um it, it, it doesn't leave me broken. You know, another thing that no. you said in the podcast yeah. is like, you yeah. know, sometimes people lose up themselves, you know, in relationships and they get yeah. broken and like pieces of the key get stuck in, in the lock, right? Mm. And, you know, think, mm. and they become incomplete versions of themselves. So yes. from what you're saying and like from having, you know, that perspective and that self-assurance, you don't really leave outside of the relationship like, incomplete or like broken because yeah. you know that you know i gave it my all um i can just go back and regather myself doesn't mean that you know i lift a whole part of me in that person you yeah. can walk away completely whole knowing that you know you know i did the best that i could do yeah i think i just found a way to sort of um talk about the chapter that i wanted to 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 share with you guys so um, most most of the people that were responding were responding to the whole 
value yourself as uh, Wandila was saying and because like with the bank analogy right so just to answer I'll answer this question that you're talking about sort of leaving a relationship that doesn't uh, work out but you're not really damaged actually you know you just it didn't work out you know but you're okay so banks have the most intricate complex security systems including locks and everything in the world right because they value there's a there's items of high value at the bank but like I, we were mentioning earlier um in this podcast you can have the most intricate lock out there and this is now the chapter i called forced entry there will always be people who will be able to enter your life whether you like it or not let me repeat there will always be people who will be able to enter your life whether you like it or not and i won't go into those people but i'll just give you a brief so i call those people skeleton keys now a skeleton key is a key that is naturally designed it's called some call it a master key to open different locks there are people with the ca- the capabilities to be a skeleton key two types i'm just going to just the brief two types just to show you guys how in depth i go within these analogies two types you get the type the manipulative type and the submissive type the submissive type personally type. i felt personally, i feel sorry felt, is expressed more by expressed women more by- so a woman will allow a guy to mold her into what he wants her to be now as soon as she allows him to mold her she automatically becomes the key to open his lock because he's just turning her into what she want what he wants sorry submissive skeleton key manipulative skeleton key will listen to so you know how people say this is what i want a b c and they'll just imitate that now that's what i called forced entry because that person wasn't supposed to have the entry into your life now let me link this up back to the banks banks have value they have the most intricate and compli- complicated locks but we hear now and then that people broke into a bank right so what do, what do banks have to protect themselves besides the locks because people they'll know how to open the locks while they're inside the banks they have security systems right an alarm and now i'm having this conversation with this person and i'm asking myself you have your lock you've created your lock it's there but now i'm telling you that someone is going to find a way into like it's going to break into your lock right what security system have you put in place to first alarm you when you're being robbed like they're inside now the robbers are looting you for the value that you have and who what is that security system who is it telling which law enforcement is telling is that alarm system telling to come and sort of get the robbers out right 
Now, that security system or that law enforcement is not actually practical cops with guns. Sometimes it's just coming, going back to your self-value, self-worth. It's just, how can I put it? You know, when you, you sort of build up confidence in yourself. You come out of a relationship. If you are not confident in yourself and the person that you were, you begin to doubt yourself. Was it me? Am I bad? Am I the wrong one? Can't I sort of um, engage with people? Some people ask themselves, am I ugly? You know, don't people find me attractive? Why is it that other people, there's like 10 people chasing them and there's just no one going after me? Now I'm talking about that security system that needs to come clean up. And it's, it's going back to if you went in strong, right? If you went in a developed person, you have that alarm system within your security system. So when things go wrong, the person who has forcefully entered your life is going to trip that alarm. And law enforcement now, which could be anything, it could be your conscious saying, no, this doesn't feel right. I need this person to leave my life. This is toxic. This is not beneficial to me. You know? And you'll find that People know when the alarm is tripped, they have only a few seconds, if not maybe minutes, before law enforcement gets there. So you'll find that the people that actually like, make a forced entry into people's lives, they're in there for a very short time. They try to loot as much value as they can, and they leave before law enforcement gets there. I think you can interpret that in many ways. There's so many people that Great enter friend. our lives to literally just for a short period, for a good time. And then when they've obtained what they want to obtain, they disappear. Um, okay, mm. how, do you, how do you define the like internal, like the security internal intruders? So let's say there's someone who works at the bank, again, right. keeping, keeping in line with your analogy. Right. And like this person knows the ins and outs of the safe. And because they have their own, you know, ul ulterior motives, right. they know how to get around the system and they, you know, actually, you know, steal from the bank that they work at. Like, how do you, how do those kind of people kind of factor into your analogy if you've actually even thought of that? I'll think of um, it just now. If, wait, um, can, I, can I interrupt you quickly? Yeah. Just to add on what, on G's question. Yeah, yeah, you can go. Are all yeah. skeleton keys bad because yeah, when you think about I, I think uh, it, yeah the intention behind mm. people's entry is really important you know because yeah yes some people are there to destroy but you know some people are also there to maybe help yeah. grow maybe yeah. help find themselves within yeah. can i the can i can I just answer yeah. your question and then answer you? Because yours is actually quite straightforward. Um, okay. Skeleton keys can be bad. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a wrong, right type of person, but I'll express why they can be bad. They have no direct purpose in your life. Just because someone can enter your life doesn't mean that they, they're good for you. 
And sometimes, you know, I heard this very powerful thing. It says, good people, listen carefully, good people are very good at wasting your time. I repeat, good people are very good at wasting your time. Because you might not get like something bad coming out of it. They don't have any malicious, malicious intentions, but they'll waste your time. I'll give you an example. You said, what if someone comes into your life and they're also going through some stuff or they're helping you grow, right? The minute you focus on that particular individual, right? And you're trying to build a relationship with that individual, you begin to omit or turn a blind eye to those that could have potentially been the person for you, you see? So they, they didn't come there to do anything wrong, but they're wasting your time. And there's nothing more painful than to leave a good person because there's no growth for you there or you guys reach your growth level and you need to take a step outside and and the funny thing about them is that they put you in this comfort zone nothing grows within the comfort zone now to answer g g when i speak about banks i'm not no offense to them i'm not speaking about some you know bank on the side of the corner let's talk about fort knox you know where they like gold reserves right did you know there's only one person that can open the main vault? One. If that person is not there, the vault will not open. No override, no nothing. They have to be declared dead. Maybe the problem is there's too many people within your bank that knows how to open the main vault. And it goes to back to what I was saying. There are some things that you just can't share with people. You can't share everything about your life with the people. As, as close as they might be to you. There are some things, which is your main vault. Some things in the main vault that only you should know. And only you should know how to access. Once there's other people within the... That's, that's how people get manipulated. If I know everything about you and how to crack your main vault, I'm already at an advantage. I can manipulate you and get what I want. So you need to say, I am the director of this bank. I, I know the most valuable things and I've taken them and I've put them behind this main vault. I'll give people access to these other vaults, but this main vault, which holds the ideologies, the principles and the characteristics that are aligned with my soul. They are my identity. Who I am. Those belong to me. Now, this, I can take it, I can say it goes even as deep as these, this vault is sort of what makes people take decisions not against their parents, but to do things that are not in, in alignment with what their parents have for them, the vision their parents have for them. Because they know who they are and they know what they want. And that's behind this main vault. That's the thing that gives you the courage to say, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I love you, uncle. I love you, grandma, grandpa. But this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be in life. No one should have access to that. 
because once that is infiltrated, you are in a very compromised position. Mm. Okay. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you. Uh, um, Wendy, any any yeah, last yeah. words before we move on to to the other questions? Oh, oh no! It's 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 questions as well. Like my thing yeah, is, um, Libo. You, you kind of, I, I don't know, it, it's coming off as you're creating the expectation of a perfect individual for a perfect, for, you know, like you're creating, it, it comes off as if you're describing the concept of soulmates in a way, mm. you know, mm. when it comes, especially when you said with the skeleton key that good people waste your time, you know, yeah, um, and, and then they, you, you miss a good person and that, you know, it's, right. it's, it's kind of like, you, it's it comes off as if you you're preaching that um people should uh should wait and look for the perfect lock or key instead of trying to create the perfect relationship i'm not sure right. if, if you if you understand what i'm saying you know you're busy looking um, for the perfect lock and the perfect key yeah. instead of creating perfection with what we have i'm not sure if you can elaborate on that yeah uh, let me elaborate on that i think it's because um, I mentioned in the previous podcast that I'm only speaking on an aspect or two chapters of the book. The chapter that you're talking about is called Building a House, right? And um, I'm not specifically talking about, you know, wait until you find your soulmate. The one thing about keys, and I, I spoke about it in the first episode, is that to, to check if the key actually opens the door, you have to put the key in and turn it, right? Mm. That's dating. I am pro-dating. Meet people. Speak to them. Right? What I don't want to happen is that every next person you meet, you believe that they're the one. Mm. If, if, if my key... <laughs> You know, there's, there's this simple logic to this. You can't take a, 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 um, a key that opens a door and expect to open a padlock with it. Just from looking at it, you can see that it won't fit or it's just a completely different shape. Mm. Now, my, my thing with that is that why are you even trying? You know, I'm talking about the outliers, the out and out, the clear cut. But, you know, like I said, there's no formula to this. So you'll just keep on trying and trying and trying. What the book is trying to say, as you're trying, don't damage your key. Your personal mm. key. Okay. And okay. as you're trying, build your lock. You know, because mm. when you are 16, you have different expectations for relationships to when you're 25. So when you're Absolutely. 30, because you're looking at, you're looking for different things in life. At 16, maybe you're just looking for companionship, someone to literally just talk to, have fun, go watch a movie, play games, you know? I'm not mm. expecting a 16-year-old to say, no, they just don't unlock my, come on, you know? It's just, <laughs> go have fun, go have fun, enjoy your life. And life, we learn by experiences. You know, sometimes 
the stove needs to burn you so that you know that the plate is hot. So you know mm. that never to put your hand there again. I'm just trying to make sure that you don't get burnt to a point that you you have like a traumatic experience and you don't want to cook anymore. Mm. You get what I'm True. like you don't like you know the people that have car accidents and they never want to get behind the wheel anymore because they're just so afraid that the car accidents will happen again. And you mean mm. the first funny enough I'm going to tell you Guti Chances are, the minute you switch on that car, you already put yourself in a position to be in a car accident. Because if you don't crash into something, something might crash into you. Mm -hmm. Which is the same as relationships. You might not be going out and hurting other people. Doesn't mean that people won't come and hurt you. Whether it's intentionally or mistakenly. Just be aware that it happens. Be prepared for it. But have a blast start conversations you know mm. I, I i i motivate even people um especially you know people that look like us you know like black people they have they sort of limit themselves and they literally tell themselves i won't speak to anyone that doesn't look like me and i'm like but you don't know you mm. really don't know what's beyond the horizon go try yeah. you know Absolutely, I'm, I'm, absolutely. I'm not anti-trying. Like, uh, it's just that I have to say this. I have to put it out there. We live in a society full of fragile people, myself included. We've all become fragile, but we'd like to believe that we're hardcore. But I, I, feel, I feel like that's not true because... We might hide it, but we're quite sensitive to the things that happen to us in life. And we're not really aware how much they affect us until it's too late. That's why I'll stress more of the protect yourself than go, 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 go. Because I, I, I don't want to motivate someone to push for something that they're not ready for. I actually, just mm. to, 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 to go on a tangent a bit... Um, I feel like it's also a good platform to speak about this here. There's a lot of people that haven't been, uh, that are not sexually active or intimate with other people. And funny enough, they always have a conversation with me and they're asking me, how do you know when you're ready? So how do you tell someone who's never been sexually active to go? What are you going to express? Are you going to express more of go explore this, this, than that? Or you're going to express more of, yeah, I do that, but be careful because you might have been down the road and you understand that there are more chances of them being hurt than from them to find, you know, the best time of their life. So when I'm writing this book and when I'm explaining, I'm treading carefully because I do understand that there's a certain group of people who have been hurt, right? who are now sensitive. And I'm saying, try again, just change a few things. Because doing the same thing and expecting different results is insanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another question that I had was regarding the point, the, the point that you made of where a person would put in the key and the key would turn 
but mm. the door wouldn't unlock. Mm. What about compromise? Isn't relationship about compromise? And doesn't that mean also like, you know, loosening the locks a bit or lubricating mm. the locks a bit? Mm. Isn't that something that people should do? And I guess this go this goes back to the idea of, you know, creating the perfect experience instead of yeah. waiting for that perfect yeah. key to come unlock your I'm secrets or your I'm soul. You know? loving, I'm definitely loving these um these uh questions. Um, you know what? I'll I use the bank as this example. When you enter a bank, it seems as if there's not much security right you just walk in hi mm. hello sir how may we help you um and I, i'd say it's 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 the same it should be well personally i believe it should be in the relationship there are barriers that you can enter like i don't think you should ever deny someone a conversation you see mm. conversation just have a conversation uh, I don't think you'd die if you had a cup of coffee with someone or you gave them some time. Just someone's like, can we have a cup of coffee? I'd like to talk to you. I don't think you'd, you know, those are the, 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 the process of just, just walking through the door, right? Now, you're inside this bank, you know. You know what you came to do in the bank, right? If that final door is, is your master vault, right? I'm not talking about the door being you starting a relationship. Now, I go into the book later on in the lower chapters, degrees within the relationship. And they've been, it's been trending on Twitter. It's called stages or levels, right? Uh, people are saying, okay, my, my relationship is in stage two. We're holding hands, you know? Those sort of things. That mm -hmm. last open of that last like click and the opening of the door. It's the final step. I'm talking about people who literally say, damn, this is it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this mm. is it. Now I'm letting you into everything. You can be within a relationship, but the relationship has not reached that stage. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, the key is in there. The key has turned. It could be the right key, right? But mm -hmm. you know when the key knocks on the first, I'd say, clip? And it needs mm -hmm. you to twist. And that, that motion of twisting is now that final effort, right? You've been compromising while you were still having conversations, while they came in through the door, you spoke to them, mm -hmm. you screened them, you're analyzing them. You have to understand that in banks, they're cameras. They're looking at you as, are you sweating? Are you nervous? Does it seem like you have a weapon, you know? But you're inside the bank, mm -hmm. you know? So, and you need to understand that you, 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 you can get to that, point but that final door opening that's your master vault that's this is mm -hmm. it moment you know and i 
I don't believe that you should compromise for your this is it moment. By the time you get to this is it, you've already compromised and you already know what this person is like, what you're getting yourself into. And yes, they won't be perfect. Mm. The individual itself won't be perfect. The package is perfect with the potential. And that's the key. Not the individual mm. and who they are. It's the package. This person um, is willing to compromise for me as well. They, they, they communicate. They have potential to grow. That entire package becomes the key itself. And that key is perfect. You, you, you know, it, it, it almost comes off as don't give your all when you start in a relationship. Yes, I'm listening. I'm not sure if you got that. No, I didn't get it. Uh, no. the last oh. yeah, it, sort of um, it, 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 it almost comes off as if you're saying, you know, when you begin the relationship, never give your all. Wait until there's certainty. So is, is, is that wise? No, you're not looking for certainty. You're not looking for mm. certainty. You have to understand that relationships are a process. Mm, absolutely. Processes have steps. It's a process without a formula. I can't, I can't, I can't give you a list to say A, B, C, D, start here, do this, say that. Yeah. But enjoy the process, become part of the process. It's like, mm. wait, <laughs> I'll, I'll give like a, a male example. And I, I know like some girls get very irritated. The first day you meet a girl and you're like, yo, I love you. Come on, dude. <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> you know, How, you don't even the know the level things. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is that because now basically what you're saying is that my door is wide open already. Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> Come on, buddy. You know, can yeah. you really, can you really honestly First meeting, I love you. Come on, come on now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, that's why I, I, I'm not. I, I disagree with the term. Um, I fall in love because it, it, the term I fall in love, it's, it removes a sense of control. But I prefer saying is, I walked to love. You know, because yeah. you, you walk. It's, 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 it's a journey, and yeah. you're walking it with this person and it's possible for them for you to leave them behind in the, in the process or they could actually reach the destination um with you and but along the way it's the active choices it's the compromising it's the understanding each other and then at the end of it all you reach love yeah and it, it yeah. should not just be an instantaneous thing because then you're getting shortchanged yeah yeah i, I think yeah, so. i agree with you to to a very large extent and just to add on this um mm. life is a balancing act Absolutely. so you need to you, you need to understand that there needs to be two types of love mm. no the first love is love for yourself because at the end of the day besides obviously for twins and others we entered this world alone mm. you know so there needs to be love for you and there's 
there's a certain aspect of your journey that only you can walk. True. You know, that's a journey in itself. Then along the way, you want to, I use the word collaborate with someone, mm. you know, and you sort of want to intertwine your journeys. It's still a journey. It's still a process. It will take time, you know, Absolutely. and that's why I, I, I need to people to get the idea out of their mind that this lock or this key opening the lock is like someone meeting you and sort of asking you out and on the spot, your door unlocks. No, mm. it's nothing like mm. that. This is someone you've mm. spent time with, someone you've, sometimes you don't have to be with them. You could be far from them, but you're thinking about them in the sense of who they are, what they stand for. And then you look at mm. who you are and what you stand for. And now I speak of the personal journey and development. And you have to ask yourself, does this align? Do we mm. align? You know, mm. what compromises do I need to make? Or what compromise do we need to make for this to work? Mm. Is, it, is, it, is it feasible? And mm. there's a very tough conversation that I want to start with people particularly those who are living in environments like South Africa, because we get affected by our environment. You know, I, I always make jokes uh, telling people, Guti, uh, at home, Ksimlas, you know, and yeah. that's a very yeah. tough environment to grow up in. You know, you yeah. can't walls outside. So it creates a particular type of individual. I have to take mm. that into consideration you know i'll make an example i take someone out for lunch or whatever and i'm paying with the card machine right mm -hmm. and as soon as they look down as i'm about to type the pin i pull the machine closer to me because i don't want them to see my pin or whatever maybe someone coming from a different background and maybe different experiences is like how oh, you don't trust me mm. you know but to me, it's like, nah, where I come from, you know, you got to be, you know, on your toes, you know, because it, yeah, it yeah. seems like everyone is just out to get you. And that's yeah. just the environment we live in. Like, you, you, you know, so you need to also factor in those things. And I spoke about it in the previous episode towards the end that in South Africa, we we have things that we are going through that affect our relationship, our situations at home, you know, that affect our relationships, you know? So it goes back to say that this thing has to be a process, you know? What if you meet someone and they live in a shack mm -hmm. or they live below the poverty line? Their life experiences alter the way they view love or affection or completely absolutely you know yeah. and there are hectic topics that i'm even i can't even begin to fathom or comprehend between love and financial stability do you blame someone here's a question for the listeners out there maybe this can inspire G to start maybe something else on one of the relationship Fridays or one of the questions to put out there on social media. 
do you blame someone that loves another person because of the financial stability that they get from them if they come from a background on next week's episode (laughs) that they have nothing they come from nothing so this person is not so responsive to like intrinsic love like openly saying i love you i care about you they don't they don't react to that but as soon as you do something that stabilizes their life whether it be through money food or you know giving them access to resources and they instantly fall for you what do we say to that do we say that person is a gold digger do they really love you we need to have those conversations because i tell you now there's a few relationships in south africa that are based on financial stability because we live in a rough environment. Mm, true. Yeah, it, true. it's crazy. Just to give you an example, I always ask girls this. Would you date a car guard? Or a, a taxi conductor? You know, the guy that collects the money. Yeah. And they'll be like, most of them will be like, no. And my question is, why? And they'll be like, they're not my type. Why? You see? And I'd love, I'd love someone to give me an explanation. Yeah, I think like our social economic positions uh, kind of factor into that. They do, they do. Well, uh, can I tell you? Can, can, can I just try and, and answer that question? Yeah, but no, from, please jump in, jump in. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go all biological and whatnot, yeah. But from an evolutionary perspective when we look at when we look in retrospect and how um we developed as a species and how uh, our ancestors would mate they would go for the one who would provide would be able to provide more uh, uh provide better in the sense that because it shows that they'd be able to look after their children and therefore ensure the survival of the offspring and i think that right. is an evolutionary right. trait that we've carried on to today's society because if if somebody is well off financially there's a better chance that your children are likely to survive and with the children surviving then now, it creates like new generation it, it, and, and that's like literally, the scientific yeah. way now it literally just goes back to everything i was saying that this thing is circumstantial there is no right or wrong mm. and that's why mm. I'm, I ex, I'm trying to express the fundamentals most importantly. And I'm not trying to say they must take you out. They must, you know, they must Absolutely. tell you they love you. They must, you know, because I'm, I'm sticking to the fundamentals, the fundamentals. Are you being hurt? Yes or no? Mm. Is there space for you to grow? Yes or no? You know? And mm. if you can answer the fundamentals, then the both of you can figure out the best combination for your relationship. A- and a lot of people, a lot of people, they've came, they came back to me and they're like, Libo, no, relationships are never 50-50. I never said relationships are 50-50. Never did I say relationships are 50-50. And now, but you're saying, no. So, Libo, you're telling me that one person is going to put more than the other person from the experiences and from what i've seen 
yes, there'll always be that one person that's put, that puts in just a tad bit more to keep it going. Um, and can, can I can I add yeah. on to that? Sorry. Yeah, um, no, I would please. say that it, it's constantly fluctuating. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it's never stagnant. It's never one gives more than that. It's, it's a constant fluctuating movement if, if, if from, from my perspective. Yeah. Some days you'll give more, some days I'll give more. That's and true. I that's think the balancing yeah. act. I think, but you, you, you see, I had that conversation and that was my first, you know, sort of uh, swing at it. And then someone was like, what if you find someone that has nothing and you give them everything, you know? And then I was sort of trying to explain that we we can't sort of compare um, what people put into relationships from a material point of view. Absolutely. Because some people devote themselves emotionally into the relationship. They're the emotional person of the relationship. Some people Absolutely. do the little things, you know? You might be the big kahuna, you doing that, you know, materially... And they're mm. just doing the little things, the little things. Let's not forget our anniversary. No, don't mm. do that. Um, no, I don't think that's good for you. And you're mm. not even realizing it, but due to them being the person that they are, both of you are growing. Absolutely. You know, no, it, 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 it would be incorrect to equate all of that to solely on material things because... There's yeah. so much more dynamic in a relationship. There's so much more to give from yeah. an emotional perspective, a physical yeah. perspective. You know, it's so to just weigh it up based on um, how many holidays you can take me on on yeah. the year. Yeah. Like it's, it's look, really. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll give you realistic. an example from, from home. Uh, that my dad has said countless times that if it wasn't for my mom, we wouldn't be where we are. And it's not mm -hmm. because of money, but it's just the way my mom thinks and the way that mm -hmm. my mom forced my dad to think. Now, you can't, you can't put a value on teaching someone how to think. Like, you can't, you can't equate it. You know, you can't, but you can see it. Like, you can see it. And, and my dad would want to buy a new car and the my mom will just she wouldn't argue she'd be like okay i understand why do you want a new car can we afford mm. a new car you know that person is not actually you know like putting money down or anything but just those questions and sort of making them aware yeah. that we, we're actually not in a good space to buy a car dude so yeah yeah don't, don't do it i'd rather not do it let's try something else but yeah, I just think those, we, like with this book, I think that's why it's been so difficult, just going back to, to complete it, because we'll have conversations like this, and I'm listening to this, these reactions, and I'm, I'm like, not that you guys are poking holes, but you're asking relevant questions. People want to know, what about this? What about this? So are you saying, should I be more protected? Should I go? What are you saying? They need clarity. And... Mm. Like you're saying, I wrote it. People will ask me questions. I go, I give. As I'm answering you now, I believe that I should go back 
on those chapters that you picked on and give clarity examples mm. this this and that mm. but I, I again at the end of i think every example or chapter i i say circumstantial there's nothing there that is absolute fact yeah that's I, that's True. that what i can say there's nothing that's black and white so just True. even with more people with questions please guys there's not there's no such thing as a, a wrong question or um you know even if you think mm. that it's a, it's a dumb question it helps me sort of get clarity on my perspective so that you have an understanding because i i hate for you i would hate for it that you you get confused or the wrong message you know yeah i think someone yeah. reacted to my statement of there are predators out there i think it was in part two um and i was talking about predators and people who manipulate others to get what they want mm. this is not to say that the world is full of predators and you should go as you're walking you should always look over your back you know like you know mm. when in those horror movies when someone is walking in the dark and now they're shaking every slightest sound they keep looking back like yeah they yeah, feel like yeah, yeah and that's not a good place to be especially if you want to be in relationships because like i said people are born to be human not perfect Absolutely. the person that you're trying to build with will, will make mistakes Absolutely. Hum, human mistakes hopefully then they they are not big mistakes you know like hectic things like cheating lying this this and that mm. but they will make mistakes they will do things that you you don't like and it goes back to what you were saying about compromise about learning mm. to grow but with with the mistakes it's more of can they acknowledge that they made a mistake Absolutely. are they willing to learn from their mistake and are they growing as a person yeah um i i have two more questions um i'm sorry um g if we taking up a lot of your time um but this one is a, a quick answer um when you say that a weld can fix a broken key a welder can fix a broken key yes. is that a metaphor for a therapist for i don't know was there a metaphor for that like or what what did you mean by that um not necessarily a therapist because mm. therapists are actually quite good i'd actually advise people just to speak to people that have that, those qualifications even if you don't think you have a problem just mm. to talk to True. they're quite good at sort of helping you helping you discover the issues that you might have you know some underlying mm. but uh, sometimes it's friends true friends will tell you things like no don't worry about them they're stupid you this this and that it it comes from a good place most of the time it yeah. really comes from a good place but now they've made you feel like your key is intact when it's mm. not so basically when they hype you up like what if you actually were the issue in the relationship like not the main issue but the, like i said there's no main person i always believe mm -hmm. everyone plays their roles but what if you cause the main problems and then 
but you end up getting hurt because maybe you don't understand that you have a problem, but your friends hype you up and say things like, nah, they dumb. Um, they don't see you, you way valid. They didn't deserve you, this, this, and that. You get yeah. all hyped up, ready to jump into the next relationship. You haven't even done an introspection. Hey. You, you, you like, yo, and the, these guys love this. I love my generation. We move, we move, we move. Where, where are you moving to? In what direction? In what direction are you moving? How sure are you not walking? You're not walking in circles. And the funny thing is, then they'll they'll have memes, and you know that whole meme of dating in Maritzburg, and there's those guys passing themselves, passing each other those things, you know, sort of like bouncing from similar people or, or group of individuals. So you are just going, we move, we move, we mo-. you're moving to the same people. Where yeah. you moving to? How can you move without direction? And people will say something like, sometimes you just need to keep walking. No, where are you walking to? Mm. You need to Pause have... and reflect. Yeah, if, if, if not a final destination, somewhat of an idea where you're going to. Get some direction, you know? And that direction comes from self-development. If you know what you want, you will get your direction, you know? So mm. it, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I keep saying that, uh, but you, you have to acknowledge if it's, it's like this, if you fall, let's just say you're wearing your best clothes, right? Mm. And you're going to campus, you're wearing your best clothes, simple analogy, all white. You're like, ah, today they're going to see me. If you trip <laughs> and fall, the first thing that you're going to do is get up and check on your clothes because you're like oh yo did i get a stain am i good am i still fresh right and it Mm. it should be the same with relationships you know even if you might not think that it ended off badly you know people harbor feelings like someone might come back like a year later because like i said we're human so sometimes Mm. we can become very complex and they come and what if someone you know, I just feel like I've, I've, I've had people come back into my life and tell me, I don't think I was ever genuinely happy when I was around you. Sure. Now you have to understand, I've, we've never fought. Think about that. We've never had a fight. We've never fought. We've never been in a big argument. But just the magnitude of the statement. I don't think I was ever genuinely happy when I was around you. Wow. That's painful to hear. Painful to hear, but you need to, I'm not saying that the problem was with me, but I needed to check my clothes to, to see if I'm still fresh. You get what I mean? Yeah. You can't just, understand. You, you can't just, you can't just, ah, this person is, is a psycho, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Or, and carry on as if nothing happened check just a quick it doesn't have to be hey two years out of relationships i'm still introspecting no mm. just check on yourself and i checked in on myself and it was a thing of libo 
and I'm still working on this. Sometimes your problem is that you always make things about you. It's always you, 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 you. And that can mm. be draining to people around you. And maybe that's the reason why they're not happy. Ask them about mm. their, what do they want to do? What are their dreams and aspirations? Because as big as you might believe yours are, they are dreams. To you, they might be small compared to yours, but they're big to them. Absolutely. You see? Now, that I, you believing that your dreams are big and you trying to you know, fix your life in that direction, that's not something actually that's wrong. You know? But you have to mm. understand how it affects the people that are around you. Now, you don't change who you are, but you become just a tad bit more accommodating. No one likes to hear someone that speaks about themselves all the time. I, I, you, I know True. people that say, I'm a good listener. Trust me, those people want to be heard sometimes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, my, 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 you, you raised very excellent points there. Um, and my last question to you, Lebo, is what happens, like, okay, the person has unlocked the vault yeah. and yeah. has entered the vault, but given that people are constantly on this journey of self-discovery, right. they change the contents yes. of the vault. What happens then? Okay, can I just get some clarity on the question? They change the, con yeah, sure. the content of the vault, your vault, which means they change you, or they switch up and become other people? They, both, if, if you can, okay. both. Okay, yeah, I can. So quickly, um, <laughs> this, I, I, I said, no, 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 I said a statement, I'm laughing because I remember I said a statement to someone and you can't be the same person when you're single and the same person when you're dating. I'll repeat. You can't be the same person when you're single and the same person while you're dating or in a relationship. We spoke about vaults, right? And we use that it's, it's, it's gold because we believe that we're, we're valuable. We are precious. Beings. Mm. The other person also has their vault. And it also has their gold. Mm. When you guys merge and you become one entity, the gold, the vault becomes one. So the content will change. But you add in gold. So what does that mean? It's, it must magnify and amplify the value in life. So mm. it must be towards your ben the benefits of both of you. So when you combine, you're more valuable than when you are alone. So the contents of the vault will change. You will change. Not change like your identity, but some things might change. I'll make an example with my friendships. Those that know me know that I don't drink. Mm -hmm. People who tend to linger around me, this is not even in relationships, just 
close proximity of me find themselves drinking a bit less. Mm. Why? Because I'm not drinking. True. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I have an issue that I am terrible at communication. I'm working on it, but I'm terrible. I would like to believe that if I enter into something with someone, it would change me to become a better communicator because now there's a necessity to communicate with this person. Mm. But I'm not waiting for that to change me. I'm in the process of changing, but it just magnifies it or amplifies Mm. it. You know, I'm already in the process of working on it. And then the other is that person changing, right? If your vault is designed to, to hold gold, right? And the person enters your life. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be like, uh, initially when I thought of answering you, I said, what if you dif- discover that it's copper? And I felt like I'm leaning too much on the negative, right? What if it's silver or titanium diamond. or diamond? They still value. They still or honchos. Oh yeah. <laughs> they still valuable. They still good people, but they don't belong in that vault. Mm. They don't wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Question. Righty. If they don't belong in that vault, are you saying that gold needs to match with gold? Uh, no, G, I'll make an example. There are some elements that need to be kept at certain environments, you know? I'll make jewelry needs to be in a airtight container because if it's not and it's, it's, it's out in the open, it oxidizes and that might damage it, right? That needs a completely mm-hmm. different type of vault. Now, he's speaking about someone coming into your life as gold you put them in the gold vault and then they turn out not to be gold they don't deserve to be in a gold vault what i was trying to get to was what happens when people fall well walk out of love you know it's okay. like i see okay, what you this mean. person yeah, is right for that's... me at his uh, yeah that's what I was trying to say that again, yeah. it, it just goes back to this whole thing of being a journey and chances are you're going to get it wrong. Mm. Because again, in episode one, I said, Uguzi, you might, I promise you think Uguzi, this person is gold. Like you're sure, hundred percent sure. But then when you do an investigation, you're like, no, they're diamonds. They're valuable. Sometimes they're good people and they just don't... You can, Like, there's a section to keep the gold. There's a section to keep the diamonds. You can keep them within the bank, which means you can still keep them in your life as people, mm. you know, as people that care about you and you care about them, right? These are become our friends, you know, our, you know. Mm. But when we're speaking about, you know, those relationships romantic relations and everything 
that person needs to leave your vault because now they're taking up space for someone that actually belongs there or deserves to be there. Mm. Remember when I spoke True. about the, the, the good people have a very good way of wasting your time. Mm. That's what I was talking about. But then you do find the goods. Ah, you get that. Hey, from that deep town, someone took copper, spray painted it gold. You, you, you'd you swear, <laughs> you'd swear it was 100% gold. It gets there mm. into the vault. It begins to oxidize. And you realize, no, this is not even valuable. I must not even keep it within the bank. It must leave. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if you, you, you bought Lucky Packets. Remember those cheap rings we used to buy and wear them? Oh, I used to sell them. Yeah. <laughs> now, remember when you first buy it, how shiny it is and how valuable oh, yeah, it looks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it goes through what? The elements, right? You end up showering with it, out in the sun, your hands sweat. Listen yeah. to this analogy that I'm about to make right now. Those are all the challenges that we go through in life. What begins to happen to that ring that you bought? It changes color. Mm. And some of them even make your skin green. You know? Yeah, like it's a, a lot of complaints. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's affecting your skin, right? So it's now something that was you valued and you saw as if it had high value is now sort of I wouldn't say damaging you, but it's doing the opposite that what it was supposed to do. You got it wrong. Um, it's fine. It's that's that's perfectly fine. But just label, you know. My my question is, what if you weren't wrong? Like for example, what your your vault was the vault that you had was um originally created to carry gold, and right. what entered gold at that at what entered the vault at that time was gold was true authentic right. gold no fool's gold no nothing yeah but then and it works but then along the way you re renovate the vault right and now who it, renovates it carries who renovates carries you renovate yeah. because you can't you're constantly evolving and going through things and you know you changing as a person and learning more about yourself the question so, you should ask yourself is that why wasn't the person growing with you? But I know that people can grow out of each other, right? Yes. So now you're saying yes. my vault was for gold. Now I want diamonds. Yes. You tried. It didn't work. You know? Now I'm wait. actually good. I'm actually going to wait. I'm actually going to use. This is the perfect time where you say. We move. Okay, on that, on that, I have a comment on that, actually. It's so easy for us to be like, okay, yeah, we move. But, like, you get those people who, like, really, like, cling on to trying to stay in your life. How do you deal with those type of people? Compromise. I think... Uh, I think... I think... Um, I, 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 you know, it's 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 really hard to comment because I've been told that yo, you persistent, you know, you don't, you just, I don't, I don't just give up things easily. And let me put it like that. Now, there are those people that want to stay in your life, and now 
if they want to stay in your life, they have to stay in your life under your terms. Not under the not under theirs. Mm. Right? Mm. They have to stay under your terms because you've changed the vault. It does not take gold anymore. It's a diamond vault, but now they still want to be within the bank. You tell them that, okay, you'll stay within the bank. You'll stay in my life if you still value them or value their presence in your life. They're still a positive asset in your life. And you're like, three doors from here, there is a diamond vault. It's not as big. It's not as close to me, but it's still within my life, right? And I can put you there. So you're still within, you know, my space. Failure to do that. Or failure to deal with them. That's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Then failure to do that, you're asking more than what I can give you. See, this is the problem with 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 people that I generally perspective again. We are always we sorry, we always find ourselves being pressured to do things that we even know are not good for us. Because now, let's just say now you want to try go into another relationship. Do you think that person is going to be a positive or a negative thing in your life? Because you're trying to talk to someone else. Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? Oh, look at them. They're lying. Like, they'll feed you <laughs> poison. L- listen to this one. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they right now? With who? What are they doing? Of course, I don't know where they are. <laughs> I don't live with them. And I don't know what they're doing. And I'm not sure if, you know, if they, but now they beginning to like poison even your thought process. We do it to each other all the time. Oh, I, I bet they cheat as right now as we're talking, <laughs> you know, and they, 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 they're not really bad in your life. And some of them, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say they have bad intentions, you know, but because now they're not the favorites, they just try to do that whole thing of, if it's not me, then no one, you know? And mm. again, it goes back to my statement. Trust me, once it starts to sink in, it will change your life. Good people have the best ways to waste your time. Mm. Because even even yeah. that process of going back and forth, no, I think we just keep it here. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Wait. <laughs> you see, that's the, the whole wait process. Because now they're confusing you. Yeah. you. You're just so confused for so long that you waste one of the most precious, precious things that we have in life, which is time. I'm not saying immediately cut people out of your life. Even cutting people out of, li- of your life is like a process because you want to make sure that what you're seeing and what you're believing is actually what it is. It's not like uh, you wake up in the middle of the night and you just start deleting contacts and you're like, yo, out of my life, you know? So <laughs> you tell the person, Nuguti, I can only give you this much. If you want more than that, I'm sorry. Go find another bank. Wow. You know? And I can't do that. I have a problem with telling people, I'm sorry, go look anywhere else, you know, because it's painful. I mean, 
someone telling you that I don't think anything will ever happen between us. And I mean, surely honesty is better because mm-hmm. the thing is, in as much as you're trying not to be a bad person, you're also wasting their time. You see, now that's the thing, but they're not just going to say, all right, chap, we move. What if they're on some tip of, no, but remember the good times we spent together? Listen, and it's always this everything we've been through. You, you see that one? That one is, no, is, but is, is you know, you can find a way of explaining it to them again. The whole thing of maybe we just start growing together. I feel like, like, people, not, personally, people will fight. People honesty will be like, is are, the are best you, thing, true. But people will fight yeah. with something like, So, are you giving up on us? You really, you really give, and this is this is this is why I always tell people again, dating versus relationship, guys, stop it, stop it. Don't say it. I'll never leave you. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if I'll wake up tomorrow, but you know we'll assume yeah. that we're optimistic. But you, you don't don't say things like I'll never leave you. Come on. And then when you want to leave, because literally you've literally locked yourself in there now. When you want to leave, they'll say, "But you said <laughs> you'll never leave me because you did." Yeah. <laughs> you did i literally pe- people think like you know when i have conversations with people people think i'm crazy i i start i start telling i start talking saying things like provided if if anything happens because i literally i i don't know what happens I, I don't know what's going to happen next i'll tell you you can ask me libo what's your preferred outcome i'll tell you my preferred outcome but it doesn't mean that it's exactly what i'm going to get you know and we, mm. we, we need to we need to give each other space that we might get it wrong or it might be right at that particular point in time but that wasn't your life partner sometimes when you're going to the shops and you meet someone along the way and they're also going in that direction it's very good to have someone to walk with and talk with right mm. And then when you get to the shops, you both get what you need. Now you have to carry on with your journey. You have to understand that you found them along the way. They've also reached their destination. Right? You Sometimes you didn't even know that you were going to meet them along the way. But it's, it's nice to walk with someone. You know? And that's what we need to understand. That there are situations where we'll be walking with people. And it will feel good. And it's going to be what we need at the time. But not, those people might not be the people that are going to be with us when we reach our final destination. Mm. I hope that answers your, your question a bit better. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, just to before we wrap it up, let me just ask you some of the questions by some of the, the listeners. Right. Uh, one of them, okay, was like to clarify what you meant by a broken key opens like a broken lock. And like, right. I think also like just to add on to that, one of the comments was that sometimes you kind of meet the right person at the wrong time and like right. you might break now, but like later on the same person, like if you try out a relationship with the same person, it works out. So can you just like clarify that briefly? Hmm. 
Um, a broken key opens a broken lock. We, I, I think we all understand sort of like the concept of how the keys and locks work, right? Now, when I said a broken key opens a broken lock, what I was b basically emphasizing is that a broken lock, it does not take much to open a broken lock. You can open a broken lock with like a piece of um, wire. Wire. Right? Yeah. You can literally take a piece of wire and wiggle it around and the lock will pop open. Mm. The broken key has the capability to open a broken lock because it doesn't take much. Right? Mm. Okay. And to sort of just elaborate just a bit on that, what I was trying to show people is that people who are broken sometimes like to be with people who are broken so that they don't have to feel bad about the fact that they are broken as well. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Feel the Because there's some, they, they, they some people that are happy that you, you are also not okay. So they don't have to feel guilty. There's a lot of people that mm -hmm. love relationships. Not they love, maybe that's the wrong word. But they accept relationships where they both cheat because they know they both cheat. Yeah, okay, true. You see? So they're like, yeah, well, they're doing their thing. I'm also doing my thing. So, fair. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Or maybe taking it a bit, people who are broken maybe for some other reasons feel like they can't be with someone who's not broken because they are broken so it's much better if they become they are with people they feel are just like them mm. you know that's what i meant so again be careful be careful uh because you can find comfort in someone maybe because of the sheer fact that you are broken. Mm. Yeah, the, the word broken is a bit like harsh. Maybe like hurting is... is, is I feel I chose the word broken specifically because it, it, it's... it's it's um How can I... It's supposed to incite reaction. Mm. Because if someone says, I'm hurting... They can easily say, oh, I'll heal in time. <laughs> Kanti, when you say broken, you it shows the, the it shows the effort. It shows what you need effort. You need to fix yourself. Kanti, mm. if you're hurt, naturally the body will heal itself. Naturally. Mm. But when you're broken, you need to put in the effort of fixing yourself. That's why I use the word specifically broken. And sometimes things are broken and like I'll, I'll make an example a car can be broken and still drive right mm. but the car is not going to fix itself you need to fix the car you know but i can't say it's hurting because hurting comes and goes and it heals by itself you know
I think, yeah, before we go into that topic, I think the second one, sorry, if you just remind me the second question. Uh, no, I think I think you, you answered both of them. Like you, you made clarity on that, so no stress. And then okay. just to close off with a banger, this, this question made me laugh when it came through, actually. Yeah. Okay, the second question is, someone wants to know if you use this principle in your own love life and what is the success rate because you can't preach something you don't do i think um it's it, i was also laughing because my friends you know um i i never assumed that my friends that i grew up with would actually listen to my podcast you know because you know that whole stereotype of guys from Melukshin, you know now there they are listening to my voice <laughs> talking about peas and the luck and relationships you must you know it just I, I couldn't see it happening you know but funny enough they did listen to, to 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 the podcast and one of them sent me a screenshot and the other friend was asking uh i'll just say it in the language because it's like uh, you know then, so um, it was one of those reactions and um, I, I found it very humorous. And I'd say that a lot of the things that I preach, um, I, I do exercise in my life. But I feel in episode one, I, I, I remember myself uh, clearly saying, Guti, I'm at fault to some of these things. I think it's in part two or end of part one towards the end. There are things that I still need to work on, right? And there is no success rate because it's not a memo, right? It's like reflection. I'm sharing my mm. reflection. So I can't say, Guti, once you read the book, your, 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 your chances of meeting the right person increase by 20%. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not one of those situations. But what I can tell you is that personally from me, what I'm saying to you has improved my relationship, my relationships with people. Because people, like I, I say in the book, sometimes it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Sometimes it has to be a relationship with my friends. My friends needed me to tell them that I care about them. There were friendships that were toxic in my life. You know? There are some things that I didn't know about my friends because there's a certain level within their lives that I had not been able to open, not because they were not willing for me to be there, but I didn't show effort that I wanted to know. Yeah. Sometimes they want to reach out, but they are afraid to reach out because they don't believe, Buguti, I will take it, you know, in, 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 in the way that sort of will end up helping them. Mm. You know? Even it's, it's, it's one of the like simple things, communication, you know? And she will tell you, she's one of the people that tells me all the time, Libo, you need to communicate better. Like you need to communicate. She says it all the time. And, 
and I listen and I, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, you don't listen, I'm, I'm, bro. Don't lie over no, here. Listen, Tell listen. the truth. I listen. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to be a millionaire here uh, before 30. So <laughs> this is about as best as I can do. You know, it's one of those, but it's, it's a working process. I think that's why I also wanted to become part of this podcast because I, I just felt like um, it helps me engage with a, a greater, um, it gives me a platform to speak to a great, greater number of people. I don't know why, but there's a lot of people that say they find me quite intimidating or unapproachable. And I feel like there's some great conversations to be had with people um, around me or people just any conversation for that matter whether it's relationships whether it's french you know and i feel like i have a lot of information to i'd like to share like a lot of perspective and but there's also a lot of things that i've learned from you guys today you know even through questions or how you found things and there's a lot of things that i've learned from you guys that i might go back to the book and make a few adjustments here and there because maybe like you're saying, I was leaning towards this or sharing a biased opinion, you know? Mm. Better reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 try, I'll try to get it in there, you know? I'll try to get it in there. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell Oprah when, 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 she, when, I'm sitting, when I'm sitting across her and she says, all the way from South Africa, Num international bestseller. <laughs> then I'm like, no, I have to thank a couple of people. <laughs> so please give me <laughs> give me this opportunity. <laughs> uh, definitely. You know, we have to speak it in existence, guys. You know, but thank you for the conversation. Um, as we're speaking, I'm actually taking down some notes. There's a lot of things that we sort of got into. And that's why I, I really hope that people do reach out with more questions and maybe would like to maybe experience a different chapter of the book. And we have a poke at it. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm 22. <laughs> I don't know everything, you know, as much as it's, it might seem that I might have a perspective on every question. I don't know everything. There's some things that I will definitely learn from you. And I'll be like, yo, that was profound. You know, like this whole analogy of you meeting someone uh, along the way, but they're not going to go the, the whole way with you. They were good during that period of time. You know, they were helping you. It was good and everything. But sometimes they have to let you go because they weren't going to get to the final destination with you. That's an analogy that I just got right now while I was speaking to you guys. And it's going to answer the question of, Libo, they were the right one, but it just got to a point where we outgrew each other. Mm. We didn't fight. They were what I wanted at that time, but I just grew and I wanted something different. And it happens. We're growing. Mm. Do you see now that I've literally got another way to explain to someone that even when you've literally opened your door into the vault, become an entity it's not a closed shut case driving into the sunset mm -hmm. you know but mm -hmm. i think for me what my book is trying to answer or trying to make people aware of is that 
how do you analyze to sort of figure out to go to I've outgrown this person because I'm a, I must assume it must probably be the most painful experience to say they're perfect but just not for me anymore. Mm. You know? Yeah. Imagine it that no fights. Yeah, imagine no fights. Imagine you, let's just say you've known them for three, four, five years. No fights, no nothing. But you feel good now. Now this person wasn't the wrong person. You outgrew them. Your lock changed. Their key changed. You know? And now we understand the good once your lock change, different key. Mm-hmm. You need a different key. Mm. It's that simple. That's why <laughs> this is another thing. The relationship starts when you guys are together. You need to con- constantly put in effort to make sure that you grow together and that you work on the relationship. There's too many people that think, Uguti, once you guys are like comfortable and you like each other, that's it. No, even married people, you, people might grow into bad habits when they're in a relationship with you and you might need to help them to get out of those habits. But maybe those habits weren't there before you guys got together. Do you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let's just say someone starts a habit, they become, um, maybe let me just not say things like smoking, but you feel like they lie even when they don't need to lie anymore. But they, they, they weren't liars, you know? You never knew them to be liars. But let's just say something happens in their life and they try and, that you don't find out and they constantly lie to you, right? Like I said, it's up to you. Some people will not tolerate lies. I I think it depends on the lie, obviously. But Mm -hmm. that person is beginning to change, but now they're within the relationship. You need to address that. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's a point where you say, ah, this person is a liar. Hey, no more my key. My luck is changing. We're done here. Let's go. You know? I don't think it's one of those right or wrong situations. You know, we work through... There's a very, very powerful saying, um, uh, which I love. And and it basically says, you know, which basically means that you never give up on a person. Even if it means that you can't be with them, but always believe that there's good in them. I know it's 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 really hard to live that, especially in South Africa. I mean, if someone has, you know, done a few wrongs by you, you'd like to say. I mean, you don't have to be friends with them or in clock uh, like close proximity to them, but at least believe that there's still humanity within them. And I think that's how law even was built. So good to see, there's always the law believes that there'll always be the goodness in people. That's why prison is not a punishment, but it's supposed to be rehabilitation. You know? Mm. Which is the idea behind it. 
So, yeah, I mean, guys, we know there's going to be challenges and issues within relationships. But it just goes to back to everything that I've been saying, Wuti. If you are not confident about yourself, it, if you are shaky as an individual, your relationship will be shaky. That's what I'm saying. First of all, self-development, right? But now you've done the self-development and you've gone into the relationship. If the relationship is shaky and the storms come, and they will come, trust, they will come. I don't think you'll survive. Well, the relationship will survive. You know, that's why now, this is my last part, you know. I don't know how many pieces that G has to chop this one up because we're going for two hours straight, and I love it. Um, I'm leaving this as it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with editing. <laughs> um, but look at it this way. If someone enters your life, right, you merge your master vaults and everything. You become an entity. Now, obviously, I'm creating a situation where maybe it's like a romantic relationship or people that are getting or are married or whatever. There's individual master vaults. Each person has an individual master vault, right? You have yeah. it. Their partner has it. Then you have to build the relationships master vault. Yo, we will stop it. Where other people can't enter. Where other people can't enter. <laughs> yeah. Because there will be people that want to enter and rob the relationship itself of its value. And that's what you should be building, the security system of the relationship. And that security system is not so reactive to people but reactive to circumstance. That's why when we get married, we say through thick and thin, okay. through sickness and health, circumstance. If something happens to you, if you become ill, the relationship, our master vault, our relationship master vault must be so strong that we can take that hit without being compromised because the relationship is built from your best materials and my best materials and we've built this master lock together but because you've built it together you know how to open it if need be that you need to open it because something has not worked out I, I, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the last example with this. I, I'm just sorry. I'm just so zoned in right now. <laughs> I, students at Westville, students at Westville received an email to say, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Oval residence. Nope. It, there's, there's a residence at Westville, uh, UKZ in Westville. It's called the Oval residence. Uh, I might get sued for this, but who cares? The Oval residence um 
is, be, is being shut down. Now, if you go look at the Oval Residence, you can see, I, I think if you can search it up, I think you'll find it. It is huge. And from the outside, it's, it's so massive. You're like, you're like, yo, the university built this. On the inside, there are cracks on the wall. And the discovery was that the foundation of the university did not go deep enough of the over residence, right? Now, on the outside, this is a beautiful, strong structure, you know, serving purpose and all of that. On the inside, it's cracking because the pressure of the building itself kept pushing the building down into the soil. And because the foundation was not strong enough, the building began to crack. What am I saying to you is that sometimes some things can look good and be good for a number of years, right? Oval building. It was perfect for a number of years. As soon as we begin to experience circumstances in life, which is the building putting pressure on itself, it begins to expose the weaknesses within our buildings and we begin to crack from the inside. You find that people that outgrow each other are not affected mostly by things that happen on the outside, but it's the cracks of the companionship within the person the cracks inside that cause the person to feel like I'm not in this anymore like I was. And it's not because you cheated. It's not because of any external things. It's from within due to life and the pressures and everything that have made me grow into something else. I hope that makes sense. It does. You see? But it... The Oval Residence wasn't built with bad intent, and it was built to last, but I just guess it's not meant to be. You know? Be Lord like bless all sometimes. those students that live there uh, because it might be closed for a while because it's uh, apparently it's a sa safety hazard. Side note, but yeah, Lord bless the souls that live there. I hope you kids didn't find a solution for those issues. And I hope that they don't sue you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's public knowledge. They did email it to everyone. Well, I, I think yeah, mostly Wizville is. I think I think Wizville residences. So, but I mean, mm. it is public knowledge. I am registered within the school, and I I do pay my school fees. So, <laughs> mm. okay. so but yeah, um, I, I think yeah, it just shows you guys how these analogies sort of just start popping up. Yeah. Yeah. Um my my closing um thing question to you, Lipo. Like no, okay, don't you don't have you shouldn't answer it now, otherwise you're gonna stop talking at like six o'clock. Yeah. Um, but like my my question and I'd like you to think about this is what happens in situations of polygamy and right. polyamorous relationships? like multiple vaults multiple yep. people in that relationship yep. how would that dynamic work with the lock and key 
um funny enough i i studied um you know the polygamy and ethics you know and i found it very interesting i mean considering the fact that namingumzu so it's not something that's you know all new right yeah let's go back to the fundamentals yeah <laughs> no, no, this no. is what i was thinking no no no, <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be too long. Very quickly. Let's go back to the fundamentals. The statements that we've made all night. We don't have a formula. There is no right or wrong. Those within a polygamous relationship, if they feel like their unit, if they feel like their, you know, um, the way their relationship is structured is 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 a positive asset to their life then by all means do you get what i'm saying mm. i'm not here to tell you that you can't love three people at the same time what do i know do you understand yeah how can i how can i tell you that what you feeling is not true mm. is 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 it is it helping you grow as an individual do you feel like you growing into the person that not what i expect you to be but what you want to be you know mm. i i saw i saw a, a a post that said um sometimes you 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 can't or you shouldn't explain things to people just like how the bee what did he say the bee won't explain to the fly why it's more beneficial to eat pollen, right? Now, obviously, they thinking on the fly that, okay, the fly does, you know, on, on other things. <laughs> and in, my, in, in the back of my head, I'm like, but the fly wants to be a fly. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Now... It might be the bad example, Luguti, because now flies have this bad um, when you think of a fly, you think of something that is bad. But if the fly wants to be a fly, let the fly be a fly. If the, the bee wants to be a bee, let the bee want, let the bee be a bee. <laughs> Funny enough. But it's, it's not to, to be. Yeah, but it's not to say that the bee is right or the fly is right. They both right. You know, if you honestly believe that I can only have one person in my life, you're right. If another person believes that I can make a relationship of three work and they can make it work, you're right. The only thing Mina, I will come in and say is that be careful when you increase numbers. Is Uguti, it's not because of someone's ego or something. I'll make an example with myself. If someone comes up to me and is like, you are a Zulu man, show your strength, have multiple wives, then I'm in it for the wrong reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then I'm in it for completely, personally, I believe, then I'm in it for the wrong reasons. Do I love my wives? You know? But I mean, some people, again, which is conversations I'd really like to have with people, especially maybe people that are older, people with kids, 
some people, men, some men, Zulu men, I'm talking from my personal experience, want to have multiple wives because wives to them get, uh, when you say wife, the first thing they think of is kids. So that maybe they want like 20 kids and they understand that one wife might not get them 20 kids. As a wife of this particular individual, are you okay with that? If you are okay with that and a willing party to that, what can I honestly say? I can't knock. He's using you. He just wants kids. Come on. If that's what you want, you know, all I can say, Mina, is that maybe help you for you to make your own analysis, Oguti. Is it beneficial to me? And sometimes benefits doesn't come, like we said, materialistic. Sometimes it can just be, I'm at peace. You know? I'm at peace. You know? It's like mm. some people that prefer to be housewives as a personal choice. Like, the guy had nothing to do with it. She just prefers to be a housewife. And people are like, no, he's stopping your progress. You should go work. Are you at peace? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. Is it working for you? Now, like we're talking about the financial, are you being fed? Da, da, da. Yes. Live your life. Finish. Don't let me influence that. Live your life. So don't, like, just you, bro. Don't find yourself speaking against polygamy. Uh, well, people speak against it for various reasons, maybe like religious reasons, right? Mm -hmm. But then you're going to have a conversation about religion versus culture. And those are the conversations that you really should try not find yourself in because they're very complex. And if Absolutely. someone says, if someone says, and if you're going to come with the, with the argument that, but the Bible says, and oh. someone is like, but that's not my culture. I don't believe. Or they just say, I, I believe in the Bible, but just not that aspect because I believe this has been, this was done by my people for so many years and it's worked for them. Or he tells you that if my dad wasn't in a polygamous relationship and had, and, and have three wives, I was the 20th child in my family. I wouldn't be here. You understand? Mm. Yeah. So no, I hear you. It's, it's my just one of those. Yeah. My question was just like, how would, like, do you, I think you answered it. It was relating to the different vaults and the capacities and different locks, different keys, and how that would work. But in a nutshell, I guess you kind of answered it. I think another, an, yeah, another, I think another it one. Yeah, down to yeah. The, the individuals. So, yeah. yeah, it's the individuals. I mean, another way you can look at it, there are those doors. Now I'm just now swinging, like I'm just swinging. There are those doors with multiple locks, right? And this just now I'm talking about polygamy. Polyg to facilitate the polygamous relationship, all those doors have to be unlocked at the same time. Oh, sorry, all those locks 
four doors have to be unlocked at the same time, right? And now you're opening this one master vault. But let's just say now there's three locks on it, right? And the one is a biometric system, your thumb, or, you know, and the other one uses a key, and then it uses that. As a person who is trying to facilitate the polygamous relationship, you need to have all those locks, the package, remember, that we spoke about, within you to open all those various locks and then sort of open this master door. You know? Or look at it this way. I think the, in ethics, when I was studying, they drew a diagram, right? Because there are different types of polygamous relationships. I, I, I can't remember what the other one was called, but everyone is in a relationship with, the, with each other. It's not one person in a relationship with three different people, but everyone within, you know? I, I can't remember what it's called. But all the individuals within the, the relationship have a relationship with each other. So this person and A to B, B to C, C to A, you know, all of them, they, they intertwine. And I guess in that scenario, each person must be able to open um, diff, the, the, the different people. And the only way to explain that is when you find common ground. Chances are locks from fourth knock, I think it's fourth knocks, created from the same factory in the same process. So you find that people that have a lot of common things, uh, believe in the common things, uh, view the world in a common way, it will be much easier for them to be in a polygamous relationship because there's a greater understanding of each other, you know? But sometimes when we go into relationships, we meet polar opposites. Then you need some, you know, something different, you know? But I think the the things that facilitate like those polygamous relationships is a great deal of understanding and common ground. I mean, if you think about it, even to consider to be in a polygamous uh, polygamous relationship, you have to believe in that ideology, you know? Which then you've found the common ground that I'm speaking of. Mm. I actually believe that you should have more of these listeners' engagements which, with everyone, you know? um for every episode that they do i mean depending i think on how people you know find it and if they'd like to speak out because i think on the rise which i think you do on the mondays right i'm sure people want to ask questions about entrepreneurs how did you do this how do you do that can you please explain that to me and but yeah this relationship thing this relationship friday it's you know i I don't know. I just I, I get excited when I think about the topic, you know, and hopefully something great comes out of it, not just for the book, but for the podcast as well. And people actually get a bit of help.
I think, and another thing, we must just learn to talk to each other, guys. There's a lot Absolutely. of, there's a lot of toxic things that I, I did, and was only um, I, I was only made aware that I was doing when I had conversations with people. Yes. You understand? There's a lot of toxic things that I did, but only was only aware that they are toxic once I started talking to people, and people will challenge you. I'm like, no, but why would you do that? How do you think that it makes that person feel? Because what if the person that you were doing these things to, for the sake of trying to make what you guys are doing work, they kept quiet. And what do they cover with it? What do they cloak it with? No, I'm compromising. (laughs) I feel attacked again. There's some things that you do not need to compromise for. You know? No, 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 no. Yeah. Valid relationships are tough. I need to be tough. I'm compromising. For the sake of the relationship. Yeah. See? Let me hear you. It was actually <laughs> very insightful. And she has a lot of editing to do. Yeah, with this yeah. because there, there was a lot of rambling on both our parts. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel and the rambling is actually where the clar- where the clarity comes from. True. You know, a lot of people because we answered a lot of questions in between the rambling, we went off on tangents. But I think that's what a conversation is about. You know, I Absolutely. can't stop you and be like, no, 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 stick to these questions. If something else pops up, let's talk about it. It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You know, because mm. I look at some of the Joe Rogan episodes, and oh, those are like two, three hours long, and they literally talk about almost everything, you know? Yeah. And we spoke about like different aspects of relationships, and I'm, I'm totally keen, and I hope people um, invite, I hope G invites me back, but not just for the sake of, but people want to hear another chapter and i want to speak about this forced entry so badly so badly Mm. because you know i'm I'm gonna leave you with this i promise you this is the last thing i'm saying sometimes when people want to get in they blow the door wide open now let your mind just run with that i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna explain what it means they blow the door Wow. Think of it what you want to think of it. When people hear this, I want them, like I said, inboxing and, and saying, we want that forced entry chapter. We want it on relationship. We have Friday. Gee, you heard that. And she's asleep. <laughs> Me asleep with you guys going on and on. There's no, there's no sleep. Wait, Libo, what's what's that? What's your verse there? The grind never sleeps. The grind never sleeps. The grind never sleeps. (laughs) Wow. But basically, I'll I'll leave you with that. Think about it. Think of the just the word forced entry. Sounding a bit rapey. Sounds like kind of scary. It 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 could. It could touch on that topic. I mean, did you know that if if they, they, there's a syndrome, I can't remember what it's called, but 
when someone falls in love with someone that kidnaps them? Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that's the one for the sake of survival. Mm. Mm. Don't you think that happens in real life sometimes? What about someone that helps you in life, you know, and to sort of pay them back because you might not have much. You end up being in a relationship with them or you find yourself in relations with them. Okay, Ima, me, I have a problem with that. I'm going to stop you right there. Me, I have a big issue with that. Like, why do you feel the need to pay someone back? Especially, like, let's say, hypothetically, they did it out out of the goodness of their heart. Like, again, like, all the... Okay, not all of them, obviously, but some of the scenarios that you're describing, like, it seems like you're forcing yourself in like you know these certain situations for the sake of like isn't that a toxic trait let me let me let me let me let me tone it down a bit because if we're gonna have a serious conversation i want it to be within an episode not yeah you know not not many people are gonna get two hours (laughs) yeah but let me let me just put it like this gene it's very, let me not say very easy, but it's easier to convince yourself that you have something for someone if that person is doing something for you. I'll repeat, it's easier to convince yourself that you have something for someone if, some, if, if that person has done something for you. It's like when people settle for that, like I'd I'd assume, or or just give a a random example, when that girl finally settles for that one guy who has liked her for like three years, but she never really liked him, but now she likes him because he liked her for the longest time and literally never gave up on liking her. Let let me me take it a step further. We are in, we are at university. We all come from different families. There are some people that are literally given bags of everything they've ever owned, put on the taxi with probably the last bit of money they have and said, go they come here nothing they don't even know where they're going to sleep let alone what they're going to eat for supper because they literally come from those situations let's just say they meet a certain individual who takes care of them you know and like i said I asked this question way earlier when we were having this conversation. We're human. Now, the human mind can be conditioned, unfortunately. And fortunately. This is sort of now this person changing your life. You're so appreciative of them. 
it's very easy to mistake that appreciation for affection. You're just so grateful. You've seen nothing great, greater beyond what they do for your life. And you feel like you want to do something for them. Not to like repay. Maybe the word repay or compensate are, are, are bad words. But you just feel like you want to do something special for them. And sometimes, again, just an example. Women give them this individual or men or whoever themselves, them, their actual selves. And they find themselves in relations with these people because, you know, um, and, 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 and I'm going to call you out on this one, G, because you posted about Yo, this. Oh, Brian, exposing me on my own oh, platform. No, no. What is this? No, it's not that deep. It's actually quite humorous. Um, oh. You watched that movie, what is it, three something, 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 in what, oh, what, what? Five days. The guy literally kid, kidnapped her. He kidnapped <laughs> the poor girl. But towards the end of the movie, she's, I don't know, infatuated. She's in love. How? She was kidnapped off the streets. <laughs> kidnapped. Do you understand what I'm saying? She was, she was kidnapped, you know? And it yeah. just, it, you know? But he gave her everything to a point where she fell inverted commas, in love with him. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. How does that happen? And that that lady wasn't even poor in the movie. Yeah. Sorry for those who haven't watched it. I'm spoiling it. But do you get what I'm saying? I'm actually quite surprised you even watched it. <laughs> I, I actually watched it when people started posting the guy, you know, and like, oh, I also want a gangster. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so let me go watch this but that's that's what i took out of the movie like this guy literally forced himself into her life yeah but eventually she agreed we still we we need to have those conversations was it genuine mm -hmm. i'm willing to have the conversation i don't know it seemed genuine but at one moment she wouldn't even let him touch her. And then I'm, a guess, I'm guessing a few months later, they're calling each other, I'll be home soon, baby. I'll, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I think you, you begin to get the idea of the whole forced entry example. Okay, no, I, I we hear you, we hear you. Yeah, I think I think that's just we can close it there. And if anyone has more questions, um, if there are any more questions regarding regarding the podcasts, I'd actually like people to challenge me on my part too because that the house and everything I've been having quite some difficulties writing, and that's maybe because people. There's too many people just listening and not asking questions, you mm. know? 
they're just saying, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And it, it doesn't 